Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I was helpful. I uh, know. I'm being that serious. <laughs> yeah, that for sure, every show. For sure, everyone. Oh, my God, we're live. We're live, guys. It is Monday. Pick ourselves up. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNVR Nuggets Podcast. Let's go. Look at us. Back together. It feels so good. Back in Studio A. We got a full roster, minus Dev, who I'm sure is watching live oh, and following yeah, live. I'm sure. What, you think he's working? <laughs> Not a chance. I do love that the other day Dev uh, saw the online with D-Line song that has been out there for over a year and years. was like, yeah. what is this? Years. Literal years. Yeah. If you uh, needed, thanks, Dev. If you needed confirmation that Dev does not indeed watch this show, <laughs> he's not on it. Now we have it. But look, at, look who is here. Oh, my goodness. A very refreshed Harrison Wind. Happy to be back, guys. I am refreshed. I've got a lot of takes built up. Uh-oh. Can't wait to let them fly. <laughs> you're you're kind of joking, I sense, but when I was gone, I did have a bunch of takes. Like, you know, as you're catching up on things and seeing what people are talking about, you're like, I have a thing to say there. Do you feel that way or not at all? I mean, not really, actually, because <laughs> there's just not that many things to have takes yeah. about right now. Yeah, there's not um, that many. But there was a big item of Nuggets news that, that we'll get to that oh. I have takes on. All righty, there we go. Over there, I got D-Line Co. What up, guys? Uh, here we are. Back together. Minus Dev. Who cares? Who cares, Dev? Do- doesn't even know of the online with D-Line song. Dead to me. Dead to you, for Dead sure. Dead to me. And then over here, the walker himself. <laughs> Brennan Vote. Extraordinary walking weather, but I do want to circle back to Harrison. How are you refreshed? You didn't take any time off. You were lo- you were scheduled tweeting about Jokic's horses. And I was. Winnings. I was. I did a deep dive into Serbian horse racing. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to do it. So yeah, I, I kind of took it upon myself to do it. And um, I mean, vote. You know this. The Twitter feed can't go dark. That's right. Your Twitter feed cannot go dark. That's you know, right. You got to feed the streets. The streets are hungry, my friends. They are They're hungry. hungry for the horse racing content, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I, I love it. I will say I have learned from your reporting on Jokic's horses and how much yeah. they make. Not a lot of money in horse racing. Well, well I, there's I, not a lot of money in, in uh, that, Serbian yeah, horse yeah. racing. Yeah. Okay. Right. With the I, the yeah. purses are a lot bigger in America. Okay. Well, Google I saw Seabiscuit. Yeah, one of these horses that was like $4,000 career earnings. I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, I think he's got a stable of at least six now. Yeah. Uh, from from my research. <laughs> You're the authority on that. A matter. stable of six horses or six stables? A stable of six horses, but at when, least, I believe. So when you say a stable, it's not a literal stable. That just means because he has horses in like Italy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got horses racing all over Europe. Um, but I. He might have more, but like I've been able to track six. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I actually think it is a lot more. And I'll, I'll just say for everybody out there, it's actually 
really, really tough to find actual info out about these horses. <laughs> he, it's he, not, he did put work in. It's not very readily available. We uh, vacation of all the stats on uh, Amy Del Dumo, for example. Sure. Yeah. The the great we, the great filly of the Dreamcatcher. We need stable. to do a deep, a deep dive on the names of these horses. Yeah, Dreamcatcher Amy Del Duomo. Amy, Amy, Amy Del Duomo. Um, <laughs> great, great filly. It sounds like uh, somebody that knocked out the U.S. Women's <laughs> Van, Van de Donk and Amy Del Duomo. Van de Donk. <laughs> this is too good. Yeah, but it, it's tough to find. So I mean, it, it takes some some effort. I'll tweet on vacation though. You're the only guy anti anti that. I mean, I, I love this. I've done. No, I've done it. I'm, I'm built just, for this. I'm just saying, Harrison was actively working. By the way, I'm impressed. You know, I'm impressed. I gained respect. Some I'm just, pe- just pointing it out. Some people I've also love their been jobs. checking out uh, the Chinese Nikola Jokic. Man, what do you yeah. think of this have you guy? Seen this dude? Kale, Jeez. can you find him? I'm handsome, sure Wayne liked Yang, it or something. Did you retweet it? Yeah. Yeah, you can just go to Harrison's feed. It's a real call. I'm buying it. Yeah. I'm buying so, it. This kid. Yeah. <laughs> we are. But by the way, guys, we are going to get into the Vlaco Chanchar news. That's going to be the big story today. We also, Vlaco Chanchar, of course, tore his ACL. Big, big news for the Nuggets. I think it actually, there's a lot of fallout. We're going to discuss all of that. We're also going to get into the mailbag. But I do want to get into this guy because there are some interesting tidbits from it. Here we have the video. What league is this? Like a lower level Chinese league? Is that the all of the engagement, everybody. World Cup. And you got the big fella. First of all, how China. tall is he? He's seven one. Okay, I was gonna say he looks massive. He looks taller than seven foot. He's wearing number fifteen, first of all. That, oh, that's what I was gonna well, get to. Allegedly, he's a Jokic fan. He has to be. Look at how he's passing the ball. This is very allegedly Nicole Jokic is his idol. All right, so here's the thing. Have you seen this, uh, D-Line? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do the deep dive. Apparently you didn't you guys the have. deep dive. It was like 30-second video. The guy really does throw Jokic passes. He is wearing 15, and he does, according to Wynn, say that Jokic is his favorite player. I'm serious. Like, we wondered what the Jokic influence would yes. be. We already see it in the NBA with how certain guys play, a little bit more dribble handoff game, to, to see a little bit. But the real question is, are bigs going to be modeling their game after Jokic? And it takes several years. But I kind of think two MVPs, one championship, and now here we have a guy. I, I kind of buy it, uh, D-Line. I think that this is the first of many players that we're going to be like, clearly that's Jokic. And it might be the first of many centers to wear 15, and it just becomes a thing. Oh, yeah. I like that. I mean, it's possible. It's I mean... <laughs> You don't agree. Well, no, I don't not agree. It's just funny that it it just uh, has unlocked in the minds of coaches that you're allowed to have got big guys be skill guys, not just post up, not just hunker down under the basket. Your complaint always is being a big man where people just scream at you to just yeah. hang out under the basket when you <laughs> you yourself thought you could be more Boris Dio, like if just given one opportunity. Yeah, but you can't point to Boris Dio because it's like, <laughs> no. all right, like, what? but you can point to the MVP. No, no, I, it's, it's true. I mean, that's just how this works. Like. We were talk- talking the other day about like has basketball been solved like because people will start playing it in a certain way, and so that does that ripples into the zeitgeist of basketball. Like people are like, okay, I guess a big guy can pass. I mean, you should be able to. You're taller than everybody. You can see over everybody. Vote the other part. He's talking about coaches allowing for it, and I think that's a that's half the equation. The other half is what are you trying to do as a big man? It used to be just work on your post move and right. mic and drill. But now I do think there's guys that are like, you know what I'm going to work on? This stuff. We talked about Jokic pushing the game forward and like other greats have. And like the other greats, these comps and these inspirations, 
they're not carbon copies. Yes, there's only one Jokic, right? He also is maybe the greatest hand-eye coordination athlete we've ever seen on top of playing that way. But when's the last time a big inspired the way other bigs play besides, oh, I, got, I went out and I stretched the floor or I was a dominant down right. low force? And in this era where it's so perimeter-oriented in the rules and what sort of incentivized... So for a big to look at Jokic and say, oh, there's there's utility in that approach to the game that I can I can tap into that. You know, you don't necessarily have to be one of the all-time great players to start figuring out how the position can evolve. We've talked for years about can Jokic inspire a generation the way perimeter guys do. This is, you know, obviously it's one player and it's a pretty remote deal, but this is significant. He's wearing 15. The Euro stomp pass where he finds the guy under the... I mean, that's just watching Jokic tape. That's yep. all it is. Right. Yeah. Also, here's another thing. Do you know who the coach of the Chinese national team is? Uh, I don't. Come you on. don't? Come on. <laughs> no, Talk to us, Win. I, I don't know who he it is. Alexander Djordovic? No way. Seriously? The former Serbian national team head coach. Who all might, right, so. might kind of have a love-hate relationship with Jokic? We don't know. He's the head he coach. Might. Hold on. He's the head coach of the Chinese team? Yeah, what? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they didn't Serbia, know that. Did you know this? Did Serbia know this? This is wild. Yeah, he's the head coach of the Chinese national team, and that that was not national my guy. Team. That's the U eighteen U nineteen team, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not on All the right. national team well. yet, but maybe soon. I will say this though: I think the fifteen is one of the coolest parts of this that he's wearing fifteen because to me, would you guys see the clip? I don't. You don't even find this one, Kale, because I don't want to give the guy airtime. But there was somebody. You know, I think Wade, maybe a friend of the show, Wade, like had quote tweeted Probably. it or something <laughs> where this guy was talking about it's just too bad because nobody really cares about Jokic. And in like 10 years, no one will even talk about yeah. this title or so. He was saying something like that. And I want to go, I think all these people have it wrong, man. I wouldn't be surprised if every big man or most big men yeah. uh, in five years from now are all 15. And it would it, be so cool. The way Michael Jordan, I'm telling you, the Michael Jordan era, I grew up with the Michael Jordan era. Every team had a 23. Yep. Yep. It was there was not That's a team it. that didn't have it and oftentimes it was a fight for supremacy of like hey man no sorry we're giving it to this guy cuz he's really the better player and you guys both wanted it. Yep. This is it's an honor to get to wear that. I would love if 15 just became the big the best big man number. And in Colorado, at least when I was growing up, everybody wanted to be 15 or a lot of people wanted to be Mello. 15 for Melo. And yeah. my, this play style, you know, if when gifted enough and smart enough is a way for guys who aren't on the face of it, the typical prototype NBA athlete to sort of stay in competitive basketball at a high level, if not in Jokic's case, become the very best player in the world. And so what my theory is where we'll see this manifest is in the NCAA tournament. You're going to see a lot of those four year senior teams and you're going to see a lot of bigs who in these last four or five years between their own onus and the coaching staff, like D-Line said, they're empowered to like, oh, it's a pick and roll, like make a read, make a yeah. play. Here's, here's one more thing I'll say on the numbers. I'm all for retiring numbers. I think it's cool. Put in the rafters. I also think it would be really cool if the Nuggets started a tradition where the best player yeah, on their team wears number 15, just like how the, the best player on your soccer team wears number 10. You can put his number in the rafters, put it up there, but then just anoint number 15 to whoever is just... You know, the unquestioned best player on that year's roster. Like yeah. Hunter Tyson, for example. <laughs> <laughs> he would get it on the summer league. That's it. Yeah. The only thing is, is how how often Hot does a team talk. 
How often? I think that'd it, be cool. How often does a team know who their best player is? Like now that it's Jokic, this is just, a new tradition. But I'm saying we always know that. But if you yeah. could rewind the clock to 2015, the, you'd give it to Gallinari. Yeah, Gallinari. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like Jokic would, have would to take it from like, the uncomfortable. Gallinari would just have to wear it. You have to wear 15. Yeah, but in 2017, <laughs> like he shows up to camp and he's yeah. like, "Where's my jersey? How come it says number 16?" Yeah, like, well, well, man, you just you go into your locker, yeah. you see what's hanging there. <laughs> Halfway through the year, after a career year, you're like, "Look, man, it's the 15th situation." It's, yeah, we, yeah, it was gonna get uncomfortable. You know, in camp. I feel like it would just be a thing where you you know when you know. Kale on the dock <laughs> there. I have a a link here to the news about Jamal Murray. A couple people following camp. Canada teams one Doug Smith colon Raptors says Jamal Murray won't travel to Germany for three pre-World Cup games with Canada but hope he is ready for a game in Spain and the tournament veteran Corey Joseph is also withdrawn as well as a couple other players including O'Shea Bruchette uh, or Brissette but he's not playing in three uh, pre-game there's four pre-games now while that why this is important uh, Matthew Winnick, who's also reporting on Team Canada, says it has been made clear that Murray won't play in the World Cup if he doesn't play in any of the tune-ups. So his avail- availability in Spain is a big deal. This is the fourth game. There's three tune-ups, then the fourth one. He's going to miss three for sure. Then he would join for the last one, and it's just like a team rule. If you miss all of them, you can't play in the actual tournament, the actual World Cup. So... We kept going back and forth. Will he? Won't he play? But this one, Harrison, seems like he's gonna miss three. I keep going back and forth. Like Murray, when he talked to the press, made it sound like he'll definitely be there. Now it sounds like no one really knows, and maybe he won't. This is the thing that happens with Canadian hoops, at least from what I can tell. Yeah, a lot of guys well. commit to playing and then drop out before the actual oh, tournament. Boy. Come on, guys want to be in the program, but you know there's stuff that holds them up in the end. And like I, I bet Jamal Murray really wants to play. I, he hasn't represented Team Canada in a while, uh, just because of the grind of the NBA season, because of his injury. I, I guarantee he wants to rep Canada, put on that jersey for sure. But I wonder if in the back of his head he's thinking, like, the smartest thing for me to do would be not to play. Yeah, do, do we know why he's not? Uh, tired. Just, like, just tired. It's not short. Like, okay. It's not that he doesn't have, like, an... An injury or something. No, Nothing okay. has been reported no, on that front. No, he doesn't. A, a pretty, if you think about it, a pretty insane return year from injury between minutes per game and how long into the season he went. Yeah, and he's probably looking. He's like, oh, frick, I got to stagger with the bench again next year, play like 35 <laughs> minutes next to Hunter Tyson. Man. And obviously can't think or speak for Murray, but an obvious question is then you see the Vlaco thing. Of course. Does that just... Does that just um, like, uh, me, Reggie, this notion that it, CB, it might not be God, I'm going to have to really carry this bench next year. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm I got to get both. ready. I'm with you, both. I do think that the black, I don't think it affected him. I think he didn't want to play in the pre. He had talked about this the whole time of like trying to wait as long as he could before fully going into yeah. it. And so I think it's part of the plan. But it does think Team Canada and us will be holding our breath, waiting to the last possible moment to find out, is he in or is he out? I actually still want him to play, by the way, for what it's worth. Yeah, because we're bored. No, I but know. also like I mean, me too. Even I, know, I, I want to watch you run a marathon. Just FYI, I'm not saying with the alternative being he doesn't play and we do nothing. I'm saying with the alternative being the risk of injury. I'm saying I still hope he plays. Like I, I think this is a cool opportunity for yeah. him. I think what happened to Vlaco can happen anytime you go up for a contested dunk, and it's unfortunate and terrifying. But I, I would, I still think we've talked about it all summer. Can can Murray be a man of the moment, and this can still be an extension of the moment? Yeah, I want him to play too. Um, 
I think it could give him a great springboard heading into next season. And I, I don't think it's as much wear and tear as people make it out to be. That being said, I do think it's actually a little crazy that NBA teams let their guys play for their country like they do with how much money they invest in them. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Guys want to. Right. I love guys playing for their country. I love watching it. I love the story behind it. But part of me thinks it's kind of crazy that the NBA does. And I wonder if we'll get to a point where mm. certain teams don't let guys. Well, and also like. Just far, because of the injury. Yeah, and as far as being like a man of the moment, like Potential. I don't know if the NBA considers the World Cup part of the moment. You know what I mean? I think like we have come to get like value it a lot more just through our associations with the Serbian nationals and it just means more having opened up our eyes and our, I mean it, I think that it should. I just think that yeah. the NBA is just so self involved that they don't necessarily even look at what's happening other than they're it just being some kind of like uh, spectacle. They're also at odds though. I mean this is the thing like FIBA for whatever reason made qualifications during the in during the NBA season. Like they they they're yeah. at conflict where they clearly are not even on the same That's board. A good point yeah. too, like yeah. Several years back Mark Cuban talked about the NBA should just acquire international and make their own tournament. I kind of agree. I think it, if the NBA could somehow control it I do feel like there are better solves for this and the tournaments would be better. Yeah. But FIBA World Cup presented by Clorox. No, it'd be the NBA World Cup. Just, yeah. just bring it the NBA Clorox. World Cup. And, and Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. <laughs> the, On the other side, we got to... The National Basketball Association, <laughs> representing all nations. <laughs> the UNBA. The International Basketball um, All right, let's take a break. On the other side, our top story, a bummer of a one for a Monday, guys. I didn't want to give you a first segment bummer. First Monday, I'll tune in. I'll have a little fun warm up. We, yeah, our Top stories buried in linked in segment two. Yeah, segment oh, I mean, we had to do story. It. Hansen. They have to do <laughs> it. Blacko Chanchar goes down. We'll be out presumably uh, for the year. Me, man, Rusty on the way back. Yeah, you. Uh, how was it? Uh, how was it ever agreed upon that I do every it is, single uh, break? It is on uh, every single show. How was that ever agreed upon? That's I, not in my contract. The word agreed is <laughs> loosely, is, is pretty <laughs> generously here. How, how what, what, do you, what do you think your vote? <laughs> oh, no. I don't have to do it right now, so no comment during this stretch. <laughs> See, how is that just assumed? How is that just assumed? Alrighty. Okay, I guess it is me. Um, <laughs> better help, guys. This episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Better Help. Um, if you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. The cool thing about BetterHelp is it's entirely online, uh, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, uh, go online, betterhelp.com slash DNVR. You fill out a quick questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist, and um, you can switch therapists if you don't like that person, no additional charge, but you get set up with a person that meets your exact needs. So it's a really cool and clean system uh, go to betterhelp.com slash dnvr like i said just answer a few questions about yourself what you're going through the goals you might have with therapy and then you'll get an email once you're matched you can start connecting with your therapist from there you can begin scheduling sessions with just you guys so it's a great option check it out head to betterhelp.com slash dnvr answer a few questions about yourself and your goals You'll get an email, match with your therapist. You can start connecting, start conversing. Go on your way to a better life, better health. Uh, yeah. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DNVR today. Get 10% off your first month. 10% off your first month, BetterHelp.com slash 
DNVR. Hell yeah. Uh, also, uh, Nutrafol. Uh, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. Hey. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Uh, a lot of people out there think that losing hair is inevitable, but you can take control of your hair's the, future. The man with, with the Nutrafol. health in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, if there's one person that should be doing this read, it's probably me. Uh, Nutrafol <laughs> is the number one That's dermatologist so recommended hair Go growth supplement. That's actually just because of your last name, Harrison. Uh, <laughs> it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp scalp coverage. As well, uh, Nutrafol's hair growth supplements uh, use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients as well. I was asking Lindsay if I'm going bald. She said no. No but I was trying so. to show her. It looks like maybe Let there's a little piece. What do you think? Like maybe just a no. No, Caroline looks good. All right, maybe thinner. Though. You might be you've, thinner. You've got good. I, I mean, it's so. got it's it's gray. Well, it's gray. <laughs> so I mean, you're, don't get me wrong. You're, you're old. Yeah, aging, yeah. if that's what you're yeah. asking. Don't. No, no, no. I gray is like to me. I, well, I, know, I love but, my gray hair. Well, I'm just saying. Well, yes, you're, it's we all love it. But I'm saying like once you hit gray, if you're not losing it, you're you're in the clear. I mean, really. Yeah. If you go gray, you don't go bald? No, no. Most people go both. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, if you're not shown, like, appreciable amounts of hair loss, uh, by the time you're going gray, you're going to be just a gray guy, not a gray man. Oh, heck guy. yeah, baby. I there look like that in the clear. Uh, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 Hopefully. off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men. Enter the promo code DNVR. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. I like my hair. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Enter the promo code DNVR. I thought those reads could have been better. <laughs> All right, folks, you got segment two. <laughs> got segment two now. That's just the rule. No, you got just the rule. I'm not doing it. All right, here it, we go. It's going to be dead air for two minutes. <laughs> someone just, yeah, someone just earned a, uh, a responsibility. Uh, guys, our top story today. We saw it. It actually happened live on the show Friday. So if you want our immediate reactions, we were live in Studio B, sans Harrison, as that that happened um but of course we didn't know it was an acl injury we just knew it was bad it didn't look good we kind of thought this probably is going to be a bad one um but it's an acl tear and happening now in august you know we know the timeline on these things optimistic best case scenario you're talking about next start of next season on top of that he's under contract for a one plus one he has this year plus a team option mm. for next year so automatically a team is gonna have to make a decision on him in july first week of july which means he probably will at best have been just getting back to like full speed stuff but probably won't even be like it'd be hard to judge him so the implications we'll just start with him on this one d-line one plus one he's kind of been you know, he's Jokic's friend and mm -hmm. he's been a good team guy and this or that. But I look at it and I go, we might have seen the last. I think we've seen the last of Vlaco Chanchar. I think it's hard for Denver oh, God, no. to use a roster spot on a guy that they hadn't seen play in over a year and who you don't even know if he's going to be ready by the start of the next season. Yeah, I mean, roster spot, I need to understand what that means exactly. Like, if it means that it, it blocks the ability to add somebody. Well, this year they'll be able to replace him using the injury exception. But next. They will? Will they not? Well, they have a full roster. Can you not replace a guy if he's out for They'd the season? They'd have to cut him. 
they would have to cut him to be able to open that oh, up. That's so brutal. Yeah. That's so brutal. No, I mean, roster spots. There is. Uh, I mean, there's the example the of injured player exception. You don't get it. You're not able to just. I think you have to cut them. I mean, you can't carry 16 guys. Like th- I think that just gives mm. you money to sign somebody, uh, right? Uh, not a spot. I see. I, I think. Which again, if uh. you're, you have to, so you look at that now, and you might have to say like, well, we have a team option next year anyway, so yep. maybe we're just gonna pay him. Well, there. I mean, maybe. there's the precedent of Colin Gillespie, a guy they hadn't seen at all play. They kept him on, but that. As a two-way, right? Uh, but you know, Vladko was in a position where they actually need to like look to him to actually play this season. They actually need that position to contribute. Like they don't have Jeff Green, they don't have uh, some of these other players. So, I mean, it's oh man, so brutal. Like I hate this like so much. Like this is the the business part of basketball comes into play. Uh, Vlatko, obviously, like the ultimate vibesman of the team. He is Jokic's best friend on the on the team. He's like the one that like gives him the connection back to the part of the world that he obviously loves. Um, I hate this. Like I was really looking to be for this to be the season that Vlatko got his opportunity. The deck was really cleared. Yeah. Um, you know, he was in the position of being the veteran in a in a on a team where. You know, we know the coach prefers playing vets over rookies. It's horrible, dude. I like <laughs> this is where you like hate basketball. Like you hate the business side of this thing. Like, but I, I don't mean, see any other option. They have to cut him. His team option for the next year is two point four million dollars, three 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 million dollars. I mean, Justin Holiday just signed for more than that, obviously as this like veteran minimum. But I just look at that and say, if you were to cut him now, pay out his salary for this year. Couldn't you always just resign him you could. whenever he's back to being available and healthy? This, yeah. and, and wouldn't you sign him for the, exactly what the team option this just, is? This just feels like P.J. Dozier a little bit. It's like, we like this guy. We want this guy to be part of our team. He gets injured, and it's like, okay, you can bring him back. It's like, they, they that don't. That might be yeah. a great comp. Maybe he'll get offered a spot on the coaching staff. You never know. What, whatever happens with him, though, is almost secondary. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah. So cold. Whatever happens with him, <laughs> it's though. It's a compliment. It's, well, it is. I mean, it is, but it's also tough. PJ still out there playing, um, but the thing is, is whatever it is, the implication for Vlatko, it, it sucks, man. Because I don't know what his future is with the Nuggets. It might not, it might be nothing. But now you go to the Nugget side of this, and you know when it happened at first, you're kind of thinking like, okay, that sucks. I thought he was going to play this year, but now Ze- it was Zeke and him kind of in that same role or, or what have you. But as I've been thinking about it, the starters are who they are. Let's go to the front court as backups now. You've got Zeke Naji, who now has, by the way. Zeke has to take advantage of this. Zeke has the best opportunity he will ever get because there's nobody in his way. In fact, they have to play him. He can play horribly, and Malone's going to have to, doesn't have better options behind him. You've got DeAndre Jordan, who I think even last year we saw was more of a, like, in case of emergency use player. Outside of that, you're talking about Hunter Tyson, who Calvin Booth told us was a small forward and a power forward, but small forward first. Well, now. Probably going to have to spend your rookie year if you play. It's almost certainly going to be in the front court. You have uh, Justin Holiday, who, again, is a small forward, not a power forward. They don't have, now that I look at it, they actually don't have bodies. They no. don't have another power P- forward on the roster. Well, it's like they Pilot, have two. kind of. Aaron Gordon, Vlaco Jonchar. Yeah. Those are their two power forwards. Is this, I mean, I'll start with you over here, Vote, though. Is this like, are you concerned about, when everybody's healthy, I think they have a rotation, but one injury, and I'm. Yeah, well, first of all, let's just say, and it, it won't be this way, but let's just, yeah, like if you look at a 10-man, Justin Holiday is already in there, question mark. Yeah. So that's already thinner, I think, than anyone's first plan. 
Um, and yeah, I do think... I think it might be a little unfair to call these guys injury prone when they don't get a lot of chances to play. But Zeke is a guy who's been injured in the past and now really can't get hurt or else you are looking at DeAndre or Jordan. Um, the regular season floor, I think, is not something that has to be fretted as much as it feels sometimes. We watched Jokic take this team to almost 50 games with a roster that had no business doing so. So being a little thin isn't the worst thing in the world. But they are thinner than last year. And after this injury, I think it's a pretty precar precarious situation. Right. One twisted ankle and things could start getting funky and weird right off, you know, pretty pretty early. And how many times, though, D-line, is everybody held, the top nine guys held? Right. I know, man. Not what? often. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it, you know, war of attrition, all these things. It's like once you get to the playoffs, you can, you know, it doesn't matter. But, like, right. bodies right. matter in the regular season. They're, like, a that's lot. a grind, man. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of opportunity for guys like of Latko and Azik. Uh, in on a Tuesday in January, you know, um, Hunter Tyson step on up. I man, I I just I can't imagine a world where they won't, unfortunately, like cut Flatco and sign a vet. That that, that stuff rarely happens in the NBA, man. Especially a guy tearing his ACL. Like usually, that guy stays with the team, rehabs and stuff. Like you rarely see a guy just get cut when he's injured I, like that, yeah. especially for the year. Like that's. That's kind of looked at pretty poorly in the NBA world, I feel like, by, you know, the agents out there mm -hmm. and, like, just the observers, if you just cut somebody like that. Well, maybe then maybe you trade. But that's what you would have to do to sign somebody. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, they have to. They have to They have to get another body. They have to get another player at power forward. They <laughs> do have they? To. I think well, so. I, 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 mean, have a, I, think I have a potential solution to the bench. I have a potential it. solution. And it's Michael Porter Jr. at the bench. I mean, okay. This I, is I the most it, logical solution to not just the Vlatko injury, but to piecing together a solid, potentially like bench unit that wins its minutes next season. Michael Porter Jr. at backup power forward. We've seen it only a little bit here and there throughout the last couple of years. Well, just really last year. But him at the four, next to Zeke, next to Christian Brown, next oh, to man. Reggie Jackson, next to Peyton Watson, that can work. He's really the only guy on the roster that I can see playing that position really well because when you lose Vlatko, you lose his size. Vlatko's six foot eight yeah, you and lost strong. Him a, you lost him as yeah. a five as well. Yeah, he's strong, man. He, he can rebound. He can defend. He can be versatile. Peyton Watson isn't strong enough to play backup four, I don't think. I mean, against some bench units, sure, maybe. But I don't think ideally he is. Justin Holiday, not that guy. Hunter Tyson, probably not yet. Michael Porter Jr., from just a rebounding perspective, I, I just think gives you something there that nobody else does. That might be the best path forward if you want a legitimately good bench in the regular season. If you're not as worried about that, yeah, just roll with an undersized backup, you know, second unit. But if you want a legitimately good option on the second unit i think it's michael porter i do think it's again as i as i said at the beginning of my point you can have a bad bench and still be a top two top three seed out west this you know they that's just what, were that's what Jokic is for right so but just in direct juxtaposition with a roster that was airtight and almost flawless i think it's just worth pointing out that the bottom of this one i think can fall out a little easier all it takes is, is a bad ankle or a bad fall you know yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, that's the scary part of this is I do think Denver fully healthy. I think it's okay. I would have rather Vlatko there, but 
Zeke now is going to be the guy, and I think you've got nine guys that can become eight in the playoffs. But the question to me is that thing is I, I was talking to Matt Moore about this yesterday about how many games did the Nuggets play with their top nine guys all healthy and in the lineup? And I would guess, I don't know this off the top of my head, but I would guess it was under 25. And I would guess that tracks for most teams, that their top nine guys mm. are healthy for roughly one-third of the year. And then it's just one guy out here, one guy out there. And if that's a front-court player, that's when this gets dicey. To your point, though, about MPJ, I'm with you. I think but the only reason that I get cautious about this is this feels like peak August talk. What I thought Michael Porter would have been a great solution to the bench last year. I think he would have been a good player to put in there, and he wasn't. And so for me to just say that, will he get that opportunity? He is a year older. He's been healthy for a full season. Maybe there was part of Malone being slow to do that because he's like, right. well, I just don't know if this guy's going to make it through the season, you know, this or that. So maybe you're a little bit more willing. But I just don't – to me, I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, what, yeah. am I crazy about this, Eric? It's, it's, that, I mean, it scares me. It's, it, it honestly scares me. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is like the one guy that you're like, you're like you want to give as few minutes to as possible, I think, just because – he is so supremely talented. He has this like the ability to shoot, but like his body has failed him so many times in the past. Like I, he's not a guy I think you want in there like banging night after night. I, I, think I, that I he will can say step I don't in. think a backup power forward like playing that minute. I don't think it's I mean, as if physically. For him, if you're looking for him to rebound and things like get in there, right. like, yeah, that there, is there's like, something to that. Yeah, um, I just. He's just the one guy that I just get nervous about. Like I, I don't think he's actually benefited from. You know the the wear and tear. A lot of guys get stronger from it. Maybe he's that way too. But like, MPJ is just so precious. You know what I mean? Like you just have to like make sure that he's uh, available in the big times, and like you make sure you take care of him in the in the the less. So. I think the minutes thing is more so than just the physical thing. The physical part is definitely there, but I just most teams now their backup power forward is like Rudy Gay. Or you know Robert Covington or, Jeff or something, Green. Or, or Jeff Green, yeah. zero rebounds. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you have to go against Jeff Green, it's not like the most physical yeah, I guess game Jeff you've Green ever played. Wasn't really banging in the paint as much as. <laughs> but he was big body though, who he could was, handle that, those types of true. things. But I, I just think that Michael Porter. I've always said I think his most effective position is power forward because yeah. then in the corner you're just taking away like one long body. Um, so I do think there's something there. But more to the point, who does this open up opportunity for? Everybody looks to Hunter Tyson. I will say, number one, it's Zeke Naji. Like, Zeke yes. now. Yeah, that's the answer. Zeke, you have a big runway. You probably shouldn't be looking over here. If Zeke Naji gets beat out now, it's like disaster. Yeah. Honestly, who could, if he doesn't play, just lock him in for playing as many bench minutes as anybody, then something went really, really wrong with him. Or Hunter Tyson and, and Pewat are just. Or something that, went really well for that's Hunter what I mean. Tyson. Like they're, they're, there's actually the possibility on this team that there are there's enough talent. That's up and coming. That it could just overtake. But what the reason expected Zeke definitely doesn't bode well for Zeke's career. It does but, not but bode well for Zeke. Yes. But not yes, even, even beyond that, though, like they can replace Zeke at the four, but Zeke would then slide to the five. Yeah. He would have mm -hmm. to be replaced by both DeAndre yeah. Jordan and Hunter Tyson, Man, which front, would be a disaster. Our front court is a disaster. Our bench <laughs> front court for is the last rough. several years, there's been too many power forwards. Now yeah. is the first year. You're like, oh my god, we have no true. power forwards. What the hell happened? There was like nine. I will say, so Zeke, I think gets the most opportunity. I think Peyton gets the second most. Yeah. Because Peyton, while I think he's going to be mostly a small forward, I think that's where they want to play him. I do think that there is a world in which, okay, if Zeke doesn't work or you move him to the five, Peyton Watson fills in as a 3-4 combo now as, as opposed to just more of a straight three, which is where I think he was headed for playing when Blacko and Zeke were healthy. 
But I think he's minutes, he probably just has a little bit more of a runway. Like, even if Hunter Tyson is great, he probably plays alongside of Peyton Watson. So yeah. I think Zeke and Peyton both walk away with probably more opportunity, especially Definitely. early on. And then the third guy I do think is Hunter Tyson. I don't know what this means for his career, but he certainly seems to be a guy that they're going to have to try now out at power forward at some backup minutes. Well, they gave him the contract. <laughs> they're running out of bodies, yeah, so like, yeah. they literally will have to. I do think he is in case of emergency. Like after the two guys you mentioned, there's a little bit of he just had a good summer league. Everyone's feeling a little punch drunk, like championship drunk happy. And so rose-colored glasses. Great summer league, could very well be a player. Would definitely slow the roll on. You don't really want to see a ton of Hunter Tyson, in my opinion, this year. But if there are injuries, you might have he to. He was so dope, though. Dude. No, but you he might have so to dope. if there are injuries. Hunter Tyson? He yeah. was so dope. I right, Dude, I'm like... I, <laughs> I, I, man, yeah. He's just, I mean, the, this is horrible. Like, there's nothing good about this. But <laughs> really? what if Hunter Tyson gets some minutes and he's like a player, dude? I don't know. Like, he was the things that Hunter Tyson was doing in Summer League felt replicable. First team all Summer League. It felt rec re replicable. He was shooting the ball really well. I think like, he shot like 65% from three, though. I mean, that's. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I just mean, like, like that's he, good, can get, he can get he, he can get a shot off and he can shoot like right. you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean like it's not like he was just like overpowering lesser players like sometimes you'll you'll see how, how would he do guarding Jeff Green in isolation how would he do just let him shoot from three that's <laughs> I mean I that's the do. right answer but I mean I think he would do or well, let him dude. do that B based on what you saw away. I mean I, I, I don't feel like it might do pretty that's well. the one area where I wasn't so sure with him was against bigger bodies we'll have to see it's not like I mean he is a he's not a small guy Hunter Tyson yeah but he's a thin guy he is he can put on obviously he'll get more into his NBA body, but he's an, also an older player. Like he is a, a guy that was there for four years, so it's it wouldn't be as big of a transition as like a 19 year old coming in. Like P. Watt last year, um, had he started, probably would have been kind of a disaster. But we saw him come in late in the year. He looked composed, like he was ready to do. Monte Morris. I mean these these guys that come in that are more seasoned have been playing yeah. longer. I, I don't. This is horrible, but like I'm not like I hope that Hunter gets a little yeah. A little it's run. rough. It does, however, give Michael Malone a very defined nine-man rotation going into training camp, though. Right. The five starters, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Peyton Watton, Zeke Naji. Those are your nine guys. Yeah. And I think that's pretty clear heading into training camp. Uh, where does Braxton Key fall on your list, though? He's lower. He's okay. lower. Fourth? Right there with Funk, I would say, you know. <laughs> you, you don't even give him that, man. At least he's on a two-way. Funk kind of balled out in the last game. That last yeah. game, he had a bunch of shots. Let's take a break. I have one other player who might be a, uh, I don't want to say a winner from this. I have one other player who yeah, might. let's not use that. Let's not use that word. But one other player that might now have an boosted opportunity. opportunity. Are you looking to alleviate some stress when thinking about this rotation? Wind, I know you're really stressed out after that first ad read. It was a lot for you. I'm feeling uh, great, actually. Check out Kind Love. Uh, they're friends of ours. They're one of the first dispensaries in Colorado. I think great Talking 2010, the original weed boom, baby. These are some OG cannabis connoisseurs, and they're selling uh, all the products you've come to know and love in dispensaries, plus their own stuff like the Turbo Joint lines. They're innovators. They're suppliers. They're they're vibe suppliers. They're friends. Check out our friends at Kind Love and use code DNVR to get 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and that Turbo Joint line. Also, just visit their website at kindlove.com and use that code DNVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. Could no winners or losers after injury, of course, but there can be winners and losers at Volo. Oh. 
Volo is really fun. It's a social sports league, and we play there so that the kids can play for free. It's a great way to get involved in the city, give back to the city, but also get to know to the city. So if you're like me, if you're a transplant that doesn't just want to rent a zip code, you're really looking to make Denver your home, I recommend Volo. You can just meet some new friends. You might see us. We have some teams uh, out there. uh, And you can sign up now as a free agent. Make sure you go ahead and get that Volo pass. Pickleball looks like if... Like if table tennis was played with miniature people, bro. Pickleball sucks. I'm sorry. No, no, it's really, really fun. Have you ever that, watched anybody play well, pickleball? You should, uh, watch, yeah, you should watch. watch. It. I don't know if it's a spectacle. That is the most boring shit I've ever watched. The way because it's all it's just volleying back and forth. It's pickleball terrible. very fun to play. Uh, I played pickleball last week. I ordered a. Paddle. Oh, I, mean, I, I bet you did. A lot, I lot bet of you did. Of, of I mean, I'll, I'll wreck anybody's world here. At I, bet you will. I bet you will. Eric played tennis. Ask him about it. Yeah. Um, He's really good at ping pong. <laughs> By the way, uh, vote walked here today, guys. Hey. <laughs> it's not. We're not quite in the smoothie season, but we are in walk season. Yeah, hey, we're <laughs> biting today, you guys. We are biting each other. We're back together for the first time. Whether you're a baller, a stroller, whatever. I don't your, like it. Whatever your sport is. Is there a walking league? Oh Ball leagues are open now. Ball leagues are open now. Sign up before too late get your volo pass and start Olympics. playing in leagues as a free agent today use code dnvr10 to get ten dollars off www.volosports.com slash dnvr i'll see you there there I'll we walk go there. um the guy the thing that i think we might see now that vlaco is out i hate to say it guys it's been a dirty word for us uh-oh Three guard lineups. Uh, Three guard lineups. Oh, there no. is a chance that Denver. Three that Malone, GLs. I mean, if we're trying to predict Malone's behavior here, isn't the default to be like, you know what we're going to do? Go small. And now the guy who maybe opens up opportunity. Well, there's two. Both of the other rookies. You could say Strother because he is taller. So maybe you go small, but it's actually tall, small. And Strother's at the two. Christian's at the three. Peyton's at the four. Zeke at the five. Or it might be that you get a picket out there. And you say, you know what? Instead of trying to plug in a power forward, just move everybody down a spot. Three guards, Peyton at four, and now you have Pickett and a Reggie or Pickett and a Murray because it's staggers. So Pickett and a Murray playing side by side. Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Zeke Najee. That might be one way to complete this rotation. I don't see it. Why? (laughs) Because I think you have your nine. You already have your nine. Well, I just gave you a different nine. I just don't see that so, being the nine. Well, here's the thing. Does that mean that Pickett's opportunity now gets diminished because of what you're saying? Because that would be just a regular rotation just with Pickett replacing Reggie. Yeah, I mean, I think to start the season, Pickett was always going to be on the outside looking in. I don't think it changes much for him. I think the guy it really only changes anything for is probably Zeke and p I think th- both those guys are just instantly going to have more minutes because that was going to be the training camp competition, I feel yeah. like. Vlatko, Zeke, back up four or five, and then more minutes for Piwat, you know, here or there. Now it's just more defined to me. Now you just have your nine. But, There's but no is, training but camp competition. this is actually a little bit even about a Murray stagger. Like, if Murray was going to stagger, where what is your bench light lineup? It's Murray, Christian, Peyton, and then your Zeke, right? That would be your nine. But where's Reggie fit into that? He's not only playing whenever Murray's off the court. He's not only playing those minutes. He's usually. playing the Bruce Brown role. Yeah, but then that means that he would be playing alongside that, which means you're oh, probably going to get to minutes that have Murray and Reggie together. So then what's the rest of your rotation there? Is it Christian Payton? Yeah. So it is small. So it's still three-guard lineup. I mean, I, I think your 4-5 can be Michael Porter, 
Nikola Jokic, um, Aaron, Gordon. Aaron Gordon, Zeke Naji. Those are that's the only bigs that play. I think you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was it last year? I think Justin Holiday might play too. He's too small. <laughs> he's six five. He, he's so skinny too. Yeah, he's too small. But I, but I, I don't think I, it's crazy I, by either. The way, I didn't say I think Justin Holiday should play. Yeah, he just might play. Yeah, man, I love that. Like, we're just we like we don't have to worry about the starters at all. It's beautiful. It's like now we're just like, uh, and it's gonna actually be like pretty interesting to see how the coaching staff goes about trying to piece together like a lineup i imagine i mean i think probably it won't be anything that's set in stone either like there'll of be course, some ability to course. well there'll be some ability to like look yeah. at matchups and you know maybe we need a bigger body in there etc but it, it, it's wild i mean there's a lot of like really interesting players for the denver nuggets like there's a lot of like at, at the end of the rotation guys that like I'm, i kind of want to see you know does this lower your optimism at all for the Nuggets' this upcoming season? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I wasn't looking at Vlatko as a, uh, you know, the guy that was going to stir the drink. I mean, this is essentially Jeff Green's role. Jeff Green was helpful in that he was, you know, a veteran presence, but he didn't add a ton to what the Nuggets actually did on the court. Like, he wasn't – he sometimes was a defender. He sometimes could score a little bit, but he was kind of out there a lot of times. Um, so – you know, and it really only comes down to those those starting five more than yeah. anything, and then like one or two other guys. Bruce Brown, you know, is that Christian Brown? Like that's to me where it comes down to is who's that sixth guy? Who's Bla- the guy? Blacko was very unlikely to be the sixteen game guy for you. He yeah. was an eighty two game guy. I, I think that that's been shown. Like the the Nuggets didn't but, really see him in that light. But here's why I disagree with you, Eric, and why for me it does lower my odds, but ever so slightly, not much. The NBA really is like if you were doing a uh, uh, like a car derby that had to go across country yeah. and then at the end had to sprint through like yeah. a five-mile track right. where you have to build two different cars almost, right. right? Yep. And I think that that's what we have with – and so Vlatko to me represents the regular season, your depth matters. And I just think that the fallout from this is likely to mean a little bit more from MPJ, a little bit more from Aaron Gordon, a little bit more maybe even from a Jokic, just a little bit more from those guys. It makes you a little bit more vulnerable through being ready for the end of the year. This year they were so ready for it by virtue of taking the month of March entirely off. Will they have that same luxury this year? I don't think they'll be. Some team is going to rise, whether it's Phoenix or somebody else in the (laughs) West that challenges them to push a little bit harder than they had to this year. And two, it might be harder for them to build such a lead if one yeah. little injury is going to throw their rotation. Although, the rotation although I mean, like, they're kind of in their does the regular season matter era. You know, So maybe of, they're just a four seed next Like, year I mean, they took they, that time off, but it's not like they were stacking wins. They lost every game. Like but they, they were the one but seed. Because they, they had built up enough. But This I, year, my, do they do that same... Uh, I hope not. Lack it was of terrible. Effort. It was terrible oh, to behold. It's going to be worse this year. It was. You think yeah. even if they're only like two games up, you think they'll still be like, ah. But I do. Th- <laughs> yeah. I do think that they'll. I do, <laughs> really? Yeah. I do think that they'll. They're. They're comfortable being like the four seed if it. If it. If they. Well, like it's sort of just like get to the playoffs now. Dude, a little this bit, regular season might be the most frustrating regular season in Nuggets history. Or it could be the dopest. We could be in our. Uh, Golden State Warriors absolute vibe come season. Where I just think mo- that this lowers it a little bit. Look at Josh Middleton's note here. Vlaco played in 60, 60 games last year. You have to replace 60 games. Yep. That's, I mean, it's just not nothing is my it's, point. It's also a harsh reminder, too, that 
it's th- it's that thin the lines no. right like you, the roster looks good even after this injury thinner more concerning more precarious i'd still say good ready to contend for another one but all it takes is you right. know and it's not just like you're right it is just the starters in terms of are they contenders or not for the most part but your point too like okay it starts with Vlatko. then what if it's also zeke and as you say it just puts more stress and more minutes down the line and even though Murray was returning from injury and Porter did have that heel issue, for the most part, last year was a dream and how little of those issues they had to deal with. And so, yeah, I mean, that's these reasons, by the way, are part of why it's so hard to repeat. You know, you can retain your right. core, but do, do you retain your luck? But this is why the Nuggets stacked their draft hall with more ready to go guys. And this is why mm. they have two guys on two way contracts who are real veterans compared to a lot of other two-way guys out there. All right. All right, let's take our final break. On the other side, we're going to run through a handful of these mailbag questions, some of them very good. One in particular I'm very excited to, oh, to break down. You know good job, say, one at, of you. Here, I'll tease it. Is Jamal Murray's best playoff game better than Jokic's best playoff game? Singular. Uh, That's a question so good you can't look directly at it, not without at least a pair of shady rays oh, on. Yeah, uh, they look good. They feel good. They cost good. They do cost good. They do cost they, good. They cost good. Dude, they cost so good. <laughs> and it's risk-free. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk. When you shop, their team always has your back. It's August. The sun be out. Protect your eyes. Protect your vibe. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR for 50% off. Whoa! This is the Bill Simmons whoa. Whoa! Oh, yeah. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. <laughs> Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Another thing that goes great in the sunshine in ice cold Breckenridge, Peru. Like the Mountain Beach Sour, Ooh. one of our first favorites here at DMVR. It's a great summer beer. If you're afraid of sours, so am I typically, but I love this one. And there is a fruity flavor to it that's pretty subtle. So if you don't like those overwhelming kind of fruity beers, I I humbly suggest you check out Mountain Beach Sour. And if you're into any of those things, you're going to love it. The Breckenridge Beer, uh, the Beer Locator, the Breck Beer Locator is my favorite tool. Tell it where you live. Tell it what beer you're looking for. It'll tell you where to go next. Check out our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. They're Colorado. They're local. And so are we, baby. Ooh. All right, let's open up the mailbag, fellas. <laughs> let's. Michael Shields. Malabaga. He actually didn't ask a question. He made a statement. Love that. I know. Perfect. So I had to. I had to add something to his statement. A question. A question mark. A question mark. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> okay. True or false? Colon. That's what I added. Good job. He says, "Peak playoff game Jamal, not parentheses, not since Jordan is equal to peak playoff game Jokic parentheses, not since Wilt." So Ooh. the real question here is: Is Murray's best playoff game as good or better than Jokic's? Well, first we have to define. I think it's easier for us to define Jamal Murray's. I think it was game six against the Utah Jazz. That was the 50 piece with 11 rebounds and seven assists. Nope, I'm sure that's the wrong one. That was 50 points, five rebounds, 60 assi- uh, six assists. 60 assists, holy shit. He, went nine, he went nine of 12 from three, if you recall. Yeah. Uh, it was unbelievable. The pressure was there. He cried after the game. It was unbelievable. One of my all-time favorite moments. Do we agree that's his best one? His other one was a 50 point and a loss. And then he had a 42 piece. That's the one with the hallway interview and the and the, Which right, one? the, the one 50? where he cries after. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, game yeah. six. Yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah. probably it. Yeah, probably. So, all right, and then we could have took significantly harder for Jokic. Um, <laughs> I don't know what his best game is. I think it might be the 30-20-14, 34-21-14 assists on 12 <laughs> of 17 shooting against the Lakers. Um, I think it was that one, but he also has another 30-20-10 triple-double against two of them, actually. It's also, it, like, Sneaky is the one where he just played for an hour straight. Yeah. That's the not his they best game, though. They lost, but still, like, God incredible damn, feat. dude. Um, so I, but I will say Murray's 50 point game, man, that to me is an S tier game. It was an S tier game. Absolutely. It may have saved the entire era. So (laughs) that moment was so big. Yeah. The moment maybe feels even bigger. Although Jokic's, I think that was game three, right? Mm. It's tough. I mean, look, there, there, this is, this is game two. This is the fun part about them being a pair, right? And partners is it's the two different two completely different versions of being the best player on the floor where Jamal was lighting it up and pouring in, in this traditional, just give him the rock. He cannot miss his willpower matters more than your scheme. Jokic, Jokic, but have we ever seen a guy control a game like this is actually game one, by the way, it was actually game one. I think it's Jokic. Yeah, it it's is game one. It, it was game one. Here's the, that, that 30, 20, 20. I will say this, Eric, I went back and watched it for the first time the, yesterday. I haven't watched the finals or the, the oh, I haven't either. games. I, the yesterday because I had a little time, I was sitting there and I had it on my DVR and I put it on. Can I say Please? it really was the perfect game? Jokic was perfect. <laughs> that game, game one versus Lakers. Game one versus the Lakers. Thirty-four points. Yeah. Twelve of seventeen shooting. Yeah. Twenty-one miss, rebounds, fourteen assists, two blocks. One of those misses was a full quarter, right? I think it was a full quarter. Yeah, it almost went He also, of course, had the. Um, 43, 12, and 9 game. Yeah. When they he lost was like that one, 23 though. years they old lost. in San Antonio. That was a good one, but and they lost. And then game four in Phoenix. Yeah, 53. 53. After watching On that was 20 at 30 shooting. To be honest, his 53 oh piece is not one of his best ones, though. Yeah, just mediocre game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, 53 piece. Yeah, I mean, it's always Yoke. Yoke just does it. He just right. does it. Like, even when, Jamal, even when Jamal has, like, an amazing game, you know, like, a lot of it a lot of it was fed by Jokic. Like, Jokic added to that. I, don't I will much. say, that one game, though, he was just cooking straight cooking. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. The, in the, that series was the one where I thought it was, like, Jamal could do this with anyone as a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's just putting his ball in there. Uh, Joseph Kamandari asked, does a back-to-back championship make it a dynasty with the success of the past plus whatever is in store or do they need to make more finals the real question here is what makes a dynasty i hate to say it guys two is a back three yeah it's three not minimum. A, it's not a dynasty it's, it's not that you hate to say it it is what it is it's not yeah. a dynasty what about three and five a dynasty to me that i'm i'm more liberal than most people on this I think the Warriors had a dynasty. Yeah, if you could say like it was the it was, but they the, only won two in a row. Yeah, if you could say like it was the blank era. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then that's a dynasty. That was a Warriors era. The Warriors era. Yeah, that, that got a, interrupted by LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. But if that was still like the Warriors era, absolutely. I agree with the line wholeheartedly. So yeah. we need three and mm. three and five. You need three and five minimum. Okay, alrighty. Settled <laughs> that one. Um, who's more important? This comes from Hefe. Who's more important to the Nuggets' success coming off the bench next year, Reggie Jackson or Zeke Naji? Here's the deal. The Nuggets oh. always at least have Jamal Murray. What's the... Oh, it man, is, it's, right. it's Zeke Naji. <laughs> Yikes. We are, dude, we are in like very important Zeke Naji minutes era. Our lives are in your hands, Zeke. Uh, Piano man? I mean, I think the real answer is neither of them are that important. <laughs> but neither of them probably just don't really matter. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Zeke matters like both a little of them just bit. Probably don't really matter. Zeke matters a little bit this year, dude. Does he? I think so. Jeff Green mattered, even though he didn't do did much. He? He, did, he did, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that does it. I got a question in here about the Christmas Day game. Schedule is about a week and a half away. We'll get more schedule stuff, predictions and stuff coming up. Um, that'll be a fun one. It was always something to look forward to, but I think uh, we're about a week and a half away. Are, they, we, are we guessing uh, what the we, matchup would be? Yeah, Christmas and then all those. But we'll do it. What, we can do a whole show. Well, what what it. do you think it would be? Is it Lakers or Suns? I think it's Lakers. Who do you want it to be? Lakers. I want the Suns again, dude. That was awesome. Lakers. <laughs> I think it'll be Lakers. I, I guess Lakers. we just did the same. I want to play the Lakers every game next year. Yeah. 82 games against the Lakers. <laughs> That's what I want. An 82 game sweep? I, I, want, yeah. I want Michael Malone. 41 in Denver, 41 in LA. <laughs> just home and homes every week. Michael Malone to do the Larry Bird. Merry effing Christmas <laughs> in the post game oh to the God, Lakers. Dude. <laughs> I get that. I mean, we need to do. We need to do a segment about our favorite things that have happened since the uh, since the championship. And mine is Michael Malone becoming the absolute focus of Lakers Nation. Oh, I know. My, the so sweetest funny. thing. Mine is Elmi, Amy Del Dumo's win. Oh, dude! In Serbia, cracking the crappy. Kale, get us <laughs> early in July. Goodbye, everyone. I can't Hit the like button. Harrison. Biggest race in Serbia. <laughs> 